This is the Commonwealth City Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. Commonwealth is a church in Lexington, Kentucky. For more info, visit our website at commonwealthcitychurch.com and follow us on Instagram at comcitychurch. We hope you enjoy the message. Let me pray for us. I'm a, I just feel like God's very honored by our worship, and we get to talk about our favorite things tonight. We get to talk about Jesus. We get to talk about the Holy Spirit, and we get to talk about God the Father. So I'm excited. Let's, let, let, let's pray. Lord God, I, I thank you for this church. Thank you for the leaders here. God, I'm super encouraged just that people would, you know, sometimes it's uh, just really encouraging to see people in church singing to you. Uh, wanting to hear the, the word preached, wanting to be guided, want, wanting to be strengthened and encouraged and um, grown by, by you. So I pray that you would give everyone here um, yourself tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're in John. So John 15, I think uh, recently we've talked a lot about persecution and affliction Pain of, of the Christian life, that's certainly a, a big part of what John 15 is. Uh, beginning in verse 18, it talks about persecutions predicted. Jesus says, if the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. He says life is going to be difficult. He'll talk a lot in John 16 about that. And later on in John 16, he'll talk about sorrow being turned to joy. You will have sorrow in this life. He'll say, Take heart, I have overcome the world. He's going to talk about how he is the victor in a dark, difficult world filled with trial. But in the middle of all that, it's really cool. Look at what does Jesus want from us. In verse, in verse 1, chapter 16, verse 1, he says this. He says, I've told you all these things. I've predicted all these difficulties that you face because of this. He says, I've told you these things to keep you from stumbling. So why is Jesus so upfront with us about the difficulties of life and the the, the marginalization coming if you're a believer? Because he wants to keep you from stumbling. How many want to be kept from stumbling? I don't want to stumble because if you stumble, then you fall and it's hard to get back up, right? So Jesus is going to tell us how to keep from stumbling, which essentially means he's going to tell us how to stay faithful. How how to stay faithful to God. So we're just going to real simply walk through six things that we see in the text here about how to remain faithful in the midst of trials and and, and difficulties, pain. How do you stay faithful in the face of pain and even disappointment? And I love the first uh, point. Let's read verse, uh, let's read the whole, whole text together, though. Uh, let's stand, okay? Let's stand in honor of God's word, and so you don't fall asleep. That's a preacher trick there, okay? Uh, chapter 15, verse 26, I'm going to read through uh, 16, verse 4. When the, when the counselor comes, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father... The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. 
And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. Y'all can sit. The first point in how to remain faithful that Jesus tells us Y'all, number one, celebrate the helper. Isn't it such good news that in a painful life that there's help? That there's help? Uh, I feel, I try not to watch too, too many, too much like TV and movies because I find, I find that a lot of it is dark and, and grim. Uh, two Christmases ago, I found this show. My brother introduced it to me, Black Mirror. Any Black Mirror fans? Uh, I was, I... I, I got into it, but guess what? A show called Black Mirror, it's going to be dark. And I watched, like, I stayed up late during, 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 during Christmas holiday, like, w- w- watching these things. Not, I'm not recommending it, okay? Not suitable for work, okay? But eventually, I, I just turned it off because I realized, like, this isn't real life. Every episode, it's dark and grim, and these characters, some kind of tragedy happens to them. They get in some kind of difficulty. And just when they think that things are going to turn for, for, for better, that they're going to get delivered for it, just when they think there's hope for redemption, it gets snatched out right from under them. Then they have to face pain, never-ending pain. And after episode after episode, I, 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 just, I just realized, like, that's not real life. In real life, there's redemption. People can change. There's hope. Because there's Jesus, and Jesus sent the helper. So it's so so important in verse 26, but when the helper comes. Really simple. Jesus is talking about all these trials that that you're going to face as Christians. Then he says, but when the helper comes. And the really cool thing is, is, it assumes when the helper comes to you. You aren't out there like seeking and trying to manipulate someone to get help. He's coming to you. Isn't that encouraging? But when the helper comes. So uh, this this morning at at, at the earlier service, there's a young person. She's going on the amazing race. Okay. So one thing I I love about this church is you have a culture of, of, of celebration here. You know, if someone graduates from school or if people are going on mission trips, they're brought in front of, of, of the church. You acknowledge them. You pray for them. You celebrate them. Then you send them off. If you want to remain faithful to God, first acknowledge the helper and celebrate the helper too. Like be overjoyed that there's help. Lord, I thank you so much that life is not like the Black Mirror TV show or life is not like that movie, The Joker. Thank you so much that there's redemption, that there's hope for change. Celebrate the helper. Why do we celebrate? One, because we should be thankful that there is help. In a sinful, fallen world, just the fact that we, we can be helped by God, that's amazing. Number two, look at that. It says uh, in verse 26, it says, Whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. You know what that means? That there is truth. 
that you can find truth, that you can know truth, that you can build your life on the truth, that if you feel lost and like you've made mistakes, that you've believed falsehood, that you've taken the wrong path, you can have truth. Isn't that encouraging? There's help. There's truth because of the helper. And because of those things, there's hope. If there's truth and there's help, then there's hope. So I invite you to celebrate the helper, to celebrate the Holy Spirit, to invite him. I told the guy um, today, uh, just we were talking, and I said, everything you told me about your life, tell that to God. Acknowledge the helper. Celebrate the helper. Invite the helper into your life. Okay? Secondly, look at verse 27. It says this, You also will testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. In the midst of trials, pain, focus on your testimony. Don't, don't focus on, on the pain that you're feeling. Don't, don't, don't focus on the woe is, is me parts of it. But I, I encourage you to think about what is God building in you? What kind of testimony could he be crafting from the pain that you're experiencing in life? When pain comes in your life, will you be more concerned about, about your testimony? Then you will be concerned about your reputation or your success, how people perceive you, the materials that you've lost, the, oppor- the worldly opportunities that you may have lost on account of Christ. Will you be more concerned with those things or will you be more concerned about your testimony? If you're more concerned about your testimony than things that you've lost in the face of, of, of pain, you'll be able to bless others. I thank God so much, y'all, for uh, pain in my life, for hard times. Know why? Because I feel like multiple times a week I get to counsel somebody and just be a blessing to them because of what I've gone through. I walk the path a little bit before them, and because I use the pain to help me to focus on my testimony and the character that God's producing in me, because of that, I get to bless other people. So as you seek to be faithful, will you celebrate the helper? Will you focus on your testimony rather than all the superficial stuff? Also think about, man, what is, uh, we know that God redeems all difficulties. So think, think, think long term. This pain that I'm feeling, what might it be preparing for me down the road? Focus on your testimony. Three, this part's cool. Trust his word. Jesus says this. Look at, uh, He says in verse four, I've told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. We know that Jesus told us in verse one, he's he's telling us these things to keep us from falling away. Will you trust his word? He told you that if you remember his words, you won't fall away. Will you trust that? Will that be enough for you? Trust his word. And 
Jesus tells us what we need to know. Look at this. He, he tells you trials are coming, but the helper is coming also. Did he spend a lot of time previously uh, telling his disciples about the helper coming? Not at the start. He told them what they needed to know at the right time when they needed to know it. Moving to number four, trust his timing. Trust God's timing. Uh, that comes from verse, verse four. He said again, but I've told you these things so that when their time comes, you may know. You will remember I told them to you. I've, I've read The Hiding Place this summer. Anybody ever read The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom? Good. Uh, Corey Ten Boom spent a lot of time in a, in, in a concentration camp in, in her life. The cool thing about her was... Uh, the most exciting parts of her life didn't happen until she was about 53 years old. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Nazis invaded, in, 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 invaded Holland. They invaded her hometown. They threw Jews in concentration camps. She wasn't a Jew, but her family hid Jews in their house. And the Nazis found out about that. They threw her in a concentration camp. But one story that she always tells... One of her, her, her favorite stories to tell was about how uh, lessons that she learned from her father earlier in life prepared her for what was to come later in her life. She tells a story about how she was in school and they were reading a poem and there was something about sex in the poem. She was a little girl. She didn't know anything about that, so she's curious, and she does a beautiful thing. She asks her dad about it. She felt safe with her dad, so they were on a train ride, and he, he, he was a watchmaker, so he had a briefcase filled with the, the supplies, uh, watch parts, and it was kind of a heavy case, but they're on the train, and, and Corey turns to her dad. She says, Dad, uh, I read this poem, and they talked about sex in it. Like, what, 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 what is sex? And Corey's dad just kind of turns to her, he doesn't frown. He doesn't blush. He just says, he turned to her, looked at her, got out of his seat, and he pulled the briefcase from the above rack. Then he put the briefcase on, on the ground, and he said to Corey, Corey, try to lift that case. So Corey gets up, and she tries to lift it, and she can't do it. It's too heavy for her. So her, her, her dad says, Corey, there are some things in life that are too heavy for you right now, but when you're older and you're wiser, you'll be able to carry those loads. Then he said, for now, allow me to carry that bag. Allow me to carry the load. But do you see how you can trust the timing of God? That he'll tell you what you need to know, when you need to know it, to get through pain and difficulty in life. You can trust him. You can trust his word. You can trust his, his, his timing, too. Last, fifth, you need to remember his, his word, too. Look at this. I've told you these things, verse 4, so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. So Jesus is saying, 
when pain comes, you need to remember my words. You need to remember what I told you to keep you from stumbling. But the thing is, if you, in order to remember something, you need to think about something, you know? In order to think about something, you kind of need to care about something, right? Uh, I know a lot of sports trivia, love sports, love basketball. I've spent a lot of time thinking about basketball, reading about basketball, watching basketball, so I know a lot of stuff because I think about it, right? And why do I think about it? Because I care about it. In the same way, the words of God or the word of God is the, the same. If you want to remember it and apply it to your life, then you need to think about it. If you think about it, then you need to care about it. So do you care about Jesus? Do you care? Like, do you have affection for Jesus in your heart? The, the, the last thing that I want to do is tell you to celebrate the helper and trust his word and trust his timing and tell you to live for Jesus when you don't have Jesus or tell you to live for Jesus when your affections for him are cold. So if your affections are cold, I'm praying that God would stir, that God would touch your heart tonight so that you would be on fire for him. Then you'd start to think about him more. Then as you think about him more, you'll remember his word. And then as you remember his word, you'll be able to remain faithful to, to, to Jesus. One verse that I, I, I love, wanted to point it out. Verse 27, back to 15. It says, you also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. That's kind of a curious turn, turn of phrase there. Uh, what will help you to testify? Having known Jesus. There's a, a, a relationship between the strength of our testimony and our ability to witness and the time we've spent with Jesus. Uh, er, er, earlier in, in John 15, we spent a lot of time talking about abiding in Jesus, right? And you see just from verse 27, when you abide in Jesus, you'll be able to testify about Jesus in a powerful, powerful way. Remember the words of Jesus, y'all. I pray you would abide in him. It'll be really hard to abide in him, though, if your affections aren't right. One thing I do, <laughs> I was watching Black Mirror, you know, all, all that, and then my mind gets all convoluted, so I'm like, I gotta turn that off. Sometimes we have to watch the voices that we, the, the, the images that we see, the voices that we allow into our heads. That stuff stirs our affections, right? That's why I, I, I love coming to church. I love hang, hanging out with Christians because it stirs my affections for Jesus. Lastly, the Holy Spirit, in coming weeks, we'll, we'll talk about what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is. But one point we can get from this is, man, his ministry is a ministry of presence. He comes to us, spends time with us, helps us to testify about Jesus 
And the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is he will help us testify about Jesus. So the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. But in this text, Jesus is pointing to the Holy Spirit, right? And then God the Father is mentioned too. God the Son was sent by the Father here. God the Holy Spirit is sent by the Father. Do you see how the members of the Trinity, they all submit to one another. They all serve one another. They all honor one another. Super, super cool. But when you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, there's a comfort. There's a power that comes from it. Then there's a joy, too. So I think it's super appropriate that during the Advent season, what, what are the four, uh, what, what are the candles, y'all? Joy, peace, love, hope. All those things emanate from the gift of the Holy Spirit, okay? So I want to ask you some questions as we close. Number one, do you embrace the helper? Um, do you acknowledge the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you invite the Holy Spirit into your life? Or do you try to go it alone? Or do you wallow in self-pity not believing that there's hope for you, not believing that there's help for, for, for you. Do you wallow in self-pity or do you wallow in self-sufficiency? Thinking that you're pretty strong on your own. Man, I invite you to re repent of that stuff, right? Self-pity and self-sufficiency and just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Well, I don't know exactly how, how I need to be helped. The Holy Spirit can help with that. He'll tell you how you can be helped. Secondly, do you know Jesus? You know, I, I just never want to tell people to live for Jesus if they don't know Jesus. Because then it just sounds like you need to try harder. It's not going to happen if you don't have affection for Jesus. So consider that. How, how are your affections for Jesus doing? And when we sing at the end, just consider these things. Talk to God. Do you trust the timing of the word of God and the help of the Holy Spirit? Are there things in your life, maybe you aren't where you want to be in life right now. Could I tell you, God's timing is better than ours. Truly. Are you trusting his timing? Are you trusting his timing? And lastly, will you remember the words of Jesus? Sometimes we need a lot of help with that. Will you remember the words of Jesus? I think uh, I'm glad that you're here at Sunday Night Church because it, it'll, it'll help you to remember the words of Jesus. Being exposed to the word of God will help you remember Jesus' words opening up the Bible, praying, singing. It'll help you to remember the words of Jesus. Um, but I'm going to pray for us. And uh, we're going to sing a song, right? So Liz, come, come on up and get, get, get ready to lead us. But I'm just going to pray that uh, you would have your affections stirred and that the, the end of your year, that you would have... Help from, the help from the helper, okay? 
Let's, let, let's pray together. Lord God, we acknowledge, uh, we acknowledge the, the Holy Spirit, Lord. We celebrate the Holy Spirit and just the hope that is available to us because of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending a helper to us that we don't have to go it alone. We don't have to um, feel sorry for ourselves because we do have help, that we don't have to rely on ourselves because you sent us help. Lord, I pray um, you would help us to, to remember your words, Lord, to trust your timing, to trust your word. Help us be more concerned about your work than our own, Lord. It would help us to endure pain and and, and difficulty in life. It will help us to be faithful to you, God. And at the end of the day, Lord, I pray that each person here, you would make them faithful, Lord. Would they not flounder in the face of persecution or pain or suffering that they endure in life? May they not be disappointed in you because of difficulty. So would you do for us what we can't do for for ourselves? In your name we pray, Lord, amen. Let's, Let's stand, sing, and respond.